Hey cousins, welcome to episode one of my cousin's house podcast. I'm your host, Tasha Basha. And today I'm going to talk about relationships with a narcissist. <laughs> ooh, 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 spooky, right? So have you ever dated an asshole, met someone who was perfect in the beginning, but turned out to be too good to be true? Felt like you were losing yourself slowly but surely, and everything was moving way too fast. Narcissist. A word that's used improperly and all too often these days for every little thing. Narcissist is like the go-to word these days. I mean, people feel like if they're treated bad, a person doesn't respond or behave in a way they see fit. Or when a person is just an asshole, then that person is a narcissist, right? But an asshole and a narcissist can be the same thing, but not in every situation. An asshole can be a narcissist. A narcissist can be an asshole. But a person can be an asshole without being a narcissist, if you get what I'm saying. So every person who treats you bad or doesn't act the way you want them to is a narcissist. I mean, why the person just can't be, you know, mean or immature, selfish, careless, or just simply lack the normal social skills to have a healthy relationship? Mm, normal. So, what is a narcissist? Mm, according to the Oxford Dictionary, a narcissist is a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Whew. And today, with social media and the introduction of camera phones a decade back, narcissism is at an all-time high. Nearly everyone is looking for public validation. To look good, look fit, look rich, and look successful. It's no wonder the world is obsessed with how they look and how the world views them. So what happens in a relationship when you're with a narcissist? Whether it be a man or woman for your dating, friendship, co-worker, boss, <laughs> siblings, whoever, anyone can be a narcissist and they can pretty much do what the narcissist do. So to clarify things, what exactly makes a person be a narcissist? Like, you know, like not what makes them be a narcissist, but what traits do they have? And this is a real thing. And there are said to be nine traits that a person must have in order to be considered a narcissist. And what are those traits? Well, I'm going to tell you. So. The first trait, I would say is excessive need for admiration. Like, they gotta be the center of attention in every conversation, every event, even if it 
it's a birthday party or a wedding or anything that's supposed to be significant for someone else, the narcissist will attempt to, you know, be the center of attention, whether it be buying out the bar for everybody, um, spending a lot of money, or looking extremely attractive, extremely attractive on purpose to steal a show away from whatever's going on at that moment. So yeah, one one of the traits of being a narcissist is being extremely, extremely thirsty for attention and admiration. Um, they try to dominate conversations to get admiration and attention. Um, they don't like to be ignored. So that's one of the red flags of narcissism. Number one, excessive need for admiration. Another trait, number two out of the nine main traits of narcissism is grandiosity. And that means um, when a person might have like a God complex or feel that they are extremely important in the world more than anybody else. And it's almost always exaggerated. Like they just have an inflated ego, inflated uh, belief that they're more important. Even if this person has no talent, no money, no success, they still will have like extremely big ego and extremely like cocky I'm better than you type of attitude um and most of the time it's fantasy it's not real so but in their mind it's real like they feel like they're way more smarter than you they look better than you they're more successful than you everybody loves them and they can get whatever they want but this is all, for the most part, a fantasy. And it's actually, of course, a mental illness. <laughs> Mentally um, unbalanced to believe that you're better than everybody in the whole world. And as if the world pretty much revolve around you. So the grandiosity um, is almost like they feel that people should worship them and like them. And pretty much, uh, I don't know. You could say they, they feel superior. They feel superior to almost any and everybody <laughs> even if the person like I said don't have anything better than better than anybody else they still have a, a guy like complex and feel like they deserve special treatment and it's crazy because with the two traits that I named grandiosity and excessive need for admiration these people will actually um, throw a hissy fit they were actually like a little kid because uh, narcissists in a way are like little kids that never grew up for real mentally so you will see them throwing hissy fits you will see them like you know going to a rage when they don't get the attention admiration or treatment that they feel like they deserve at any given time and this would be a grown man or grown woman or really you know acting like a kid pretty much like a full hissy fit so okay a third trait is um I will say lack of empathy narcissists don't really care about I don't say they, they, they don't care they don't have the ability to, to truly care 
um, about other people's emotional needs or what people go through in life that a normal healthy person would, would have like empathy for you know and care and cry and and love on you and be there for and support you for the narcissist doesn't really know how to be there for people and if they do it's most most of the time it's an act it's not real and you will eventually the truth will come out that you'll see that the narcissist wasn't genuine with their quote-unquote acts of empathy and again if they do show empathy it's because they want to make themselves look good so let me say that back again say say it's a funeral this person will try to make a show and like have the best suit have the best limousine um try to buy as much as they can for the family or on the opposite the narcissist might ruin the funeral and make it about them so it's like it just depends on their state of mind or what type of um narcissist they are but i'll get up i'll get into that on another episode which will probably be episode six in november uh, narcissism let's get deeper episode but right now i'm trying to get into relationships but right now this is just a brief introduction to narcissism before i get you know deeper on relationships and how people get fucked over by narcissists but i'm still going through the nine traits so yeah lack of empathy and one thing i learned in my experience with the whole lack of empathy thing is that narcissists learn how to fake care or fake have emotions by studying other people whether it be people around them people on television and just like pretty much mimic what they see other people doing so they'll cry they'll um hug you they'll give you words of kindness and support but most of the time it's words that they heard other people saying and it's not coming from the heart it's just like a robot a program robot who knows what to say what to say at the right time so that's something that a person will eventually see that the narcissist doesn't have real feelings and you'll be thinking like wow why does why she or why he not really rocking with me at a time where I really need them the most like you know somebody passed away that's close to you or something like that it's almost like the narcissist is not there for you like you feel like they should be and not because don't get me wrong people have lives people have things going on nothing like that I'm just saying like there's no genuine care or concern from this person and then you will see that like even with their own parents sometimes you're like wow your mom and dad just died or whatever and this person has no true feelings and if so they make it about them they make themselves the victim like you know it's not about the oh somebody can be sick in the hospital somebody can be injured anything the narcissist is gonna is gonna make it about them somehow like you know you would think that they stand that they care about the person who's injured or hurt or whatever but if they're really gonna find a way to make it about them but i'm not gonna go that deep into it i'm just trying to get through these nine traits so you can get deeper into narcissism and the fucked up things that they do so yeah narcissists are like robots they don't have true feelings they only copy what other people do now let's get into a fourth trait um it says uh, uh, relationships that are superficial they lack the connectivity to really um, bond with people and form a true relationship. It's almost as if, and this is true, what a narcissist always say, they have 
a bookshelf full of things that they collect and that's with people the narcissist might have a dial shelf like you know you might have a man who has different dials on the shelf which basically is different women with you know different personalities and different things that he pretty much drain them for like you know you might have a woman who's um, classy and well reserved who don't take no shit you might have a woman who's you know less classy rough argumentative like to fight and he, he he likes her because he, you know she's gonna get drama from her so a narcissist will have a shelf full of different dials or different toys that they pick and choose who to play with but again I don't want to go that deep into it right now but for the most part with their friendships relationships um, it's not most of the time it's, it's not really real they only it's almost like a vampire they only be around people just to drain them of their energy and to make them feel good because narcissists deep down inside they're, they're never happy even they, 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 they can smile so hard but they're never happy so on the surface level they put up a, a good front but most of the time when they're dealing with people whether it be family or friends and if they're dealing with them on a deeper level it's because either that person's a pushover or the narcissist they, they make the narcissist look good or the narcissist needs them for something they want to use them for something so if you're not beneficial mm, you're not really gonna have a strong connection with the narcissist unless they can still like i said benefit from you in some somehow even if it's just dogging you out to make them look good especially in public especially around people if you if they if they feel like they're, they're smarter than you they want to be around you to talk and make make you look dumb and this was just one example of the superficial things that narcissists do but yeah so that's the one the fourth trait is they lack the ability to form real relationships with people it's never real um the fifth uh trait is they have difficulty um with attachment and being dependent on people they go by the response they get from people and the response of uh, situations versus having their own thoughts about things um they really have a hard time like really truly being in love because it's no, it's the same thing with empathy they they really only love you from the beginning which i need to talk about that too i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you exactly how a person gets caught up with a narcissist in their cycle with the whole love thing but a narcissist doesn't know how to love they don't know how to um be attached to somebody which you, you would think that somebody being attached to you is a bad thing but in some cases people need to know how to attach to people how to love people how to you know because uh, how do you pick a partner without feeling like you have a strong bond with this person and a narcissist is good for that in the beginning but overall they don't have the skills for a long-term relationship like i said whether it be friendship or relationships they don't have um that that's another thing they lack attachment skills um another trait is identity disturbance identity disturbance it's almost like if somebody like myself or somebody who's strong-minded and strong-willed who doesn't allow the narcissist to be a narcissist who pretty much step on their toes check them when they wrong 
Tell them to stop being loud when they're being too loud. Tell them to quit lying when they're lying. Pretty much check them all the time. But identity disturbance um, pretty much shakes the narcissist up. And they will either, it's, it's almost like they, their fight or flight kicks in. They will either run away from you and get the fuck on. Like they will get the fuck on if you check them about their bullshit. But like I said, it's fight or flight. They're going to either run from you because they know that you see through their bullshit or they're going to want to like fight against you whether it be like physically fight you or mentally like destroy you they'll destroy your name or they'll do anything they can to protect who they think they are especially if somebody challenging them so identity disturbance but i'm not gonna get that deep into it like i'm like i am right now until episode six about narcissism another trait is um chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom narcissists are never really happy they get excited by things very quickly but it doesn't last long because it's almost like you know how can a person have enjoyment for something that they never really liked or appreciated in the first place because everything about them is pretty much a front so they get bored easily um they can't really stick to their goals it's just they almost have like a autopilot for depression and it's almost like they, they need people and things in an environment to get them pleasure. But most of that stuff never lasts long. So chronic feelings, chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom is another trait. And I say chronic, that mean like never ending, always. It's always there in their subconscious mind that they're not happy and the depression and pretty much self-destruction almost. Okay. Um... I will say it. another trait is it says vulnerability to life transition. That means it's hard for them to actually um, stick to their goals. It's, it's hard for them to when 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 life throws you lemons, make lemonade, narcissists. It's hard for them to do that. I'm not saying that they can't, but it's extremely hard for them to do that. But on the surface level, on the outside looking in, you would think that the narcissist is strong. You know, they have and resilient, they bounce back. But behind closed doors and those close to the narcissist knows that it's not true. They're a fucking wreck, a fucking wreck. So uh, narcissists, um, they have a hard time like sticking to goals and anything that has a lot of rules like school and work and th but this is not true for all narcissists i'm just saying like unless they can dominate the situation or be manipulative in the situation or be quote unquote the best in situations then they have a hard time with changes changes in life but okay and with that being said another trait for narcissism is the significant risk of suicidal thoughts and suicidal attempts from the dep depression and unhappiness so with these traits that I mentioned, doesn't it seem like a narcissist is extremely, extremely dangerous person? But how is it that they are so, how is it that they are so um, charming and people like them so much and so many people admire them, but only so few get to know the true monster inside of them? <laughs> well, let's go a little deeper now. 
narcissists have the same narcissists have the same cycle no matter who it is for the most part they love bomb you and what do that mean it's three parts when i say it's three parts to the narcissistic cycle they love bomb you they devalue you and they discourage you so what that means is they make you feel good in the beginning as time passes they start nitpicking at your flaws or pointing out things about you that might not even be true but they're gonna make pretty much put you down and then eventually they're gonna discard you which means ghost you dog you out throw, um, dump you throw you away go MIA or pretty much just break up with you but when I say cycle because the narcissist if you allow them to will come back again after some time pass they will love bomb you again which is basically making you feel good and all that kind of stuff love bomb you again it's gonna be the same same cycle to the point where you're going to be fucked up in the head you're going to start questioning your own sanity so let's go deeper into these traits of a narcissist to see hmm why does this why does this keep happening to me or why can i leave this person why can i leave her why can i leave him okay love bombing love bombing excuse me love bombing to me is like how the narcissist put their put their stamp on you put their spell on you right love bombing that's actually a narcissistic um terminology which pretty much means when they meet you they pretty much study you or pretty much give you everything what they think you might need tell you all the right words make you feel like everything they say and do is just too perfect 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 like oh my god she's the perfect woman or oh my god he's the perfect man but in reality the narcissist is as bad as they are with social skills they are good at copying a person's um, needs and wants for their own manipulative pleasures so love bombing it's almost like they put you under a spell right and you think it to yourself this is too good to be true she can't be the one he can't be the one and this is as far as relationships but even in friendships and even with your co-workers it could be the same thing you know things start off so good and so perfect but eventually with the narcissist part two of the cycle from love bombing is they devalue you and what that means they pretty much want to bring you down to your lowest and they started slowly 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 but it depends some narcissists move quick some of them love bomb you and they move quick into devaluing you but you might not notice it because they say fucked up things in a joking way in a joking way in the beginning like they're joking they, they laugh about it or smile like i'm just playing you know when you feel offended by what they say when they start devaluing you they make you feel crazy like oh you can't take a joke but really they are pretty much slowly damaging your ego damaging your self-worth and how you feel about yourself you know your self-esteem but it take a while for you to notice it because they still they still pretty much keep you on the hook and make you feel bad for them dogging you out you know they might say things like in the beginning they might say things like oh it's fine baby you sexy i don't mind stretch marks i think it's beautiful for a woman to have stretch marks that's a natural thing and he compliments you he might even he might even rub the stretch marks but 
when he felt like he got the foot in the door all the way with you and he got you right when you want well, he got you on the hook pretty much he or she just to be a woman too when a narcissist felt like they they pretty much quote unquote got you they'll start devaluing you the same thing they compliment you on be the same thing they put down Ugh, you look so nasty with them stretch marks or a woman who says she likes a guy who's you know short or whatever whatever you know she said that she liked in the beginning she started dogging you out Ugh, you you too short for me you know no one would want a short man or whatever it might be they're gonna put you down for the same things they compliment you on every little thing you're working on any any little endeavor endeavor or life goals you're working on in the beginning they'll compliment you oh I, i'll help you oh i'm so i'm so proud of you oh you do that you work hard or you going to school or whatever it might be they're gonna end up saying oh that's a dumb job oh you'll make enough money anybody can do that or they'll, they'll put it down pretty much you know to make you feel bad and it's crazy how they get inside your head to make you feel like you you worthless and that's why it's called devaluing because they make you devalue yourself right and that's where the mind games come to where it's like you almost feel sick and depressed it's almost like you take on they, they, they their true energy like you start feeling like sick nauseated confused depressed no energy like you just feel messed up in the head and then when a narcissist know they, they got you at your at your lowest point where it might not be your lowest point it might just be like a point where you question everything about the relationship and just ready to pretty much like I don't know maybe maybe beg for them to act right or pretty much leave boom the narcissist ghosts you disappears or pretty much breaks up with you and all that does is add fuel to the fire of the already confusion for them devaluing you so then you wondering where they at because they're not answering the phone they pretty much ghosting you um making it hard to get in contact with them um or they break up with you without no explanation and now you probably because you're normal and they're not you're probably crying feeling sick feeling depressed feeling confused something on an emotional level where it's like well damn you know what happened some time might pass it might be a couple of hours it might be a couple of days a couple of weeks months like hey maybe in a whole year you don't hear nothing from the narcissist or if you do hear something from them is them pretty much still making you feel like the breakup or the issue was your fault so then you kissing their ass to trying to get back in again but whatever the case might be where they truly ghost you or just string you along and make you beg for them back eventually as time passes, the narcissist will be nice again when they devalue you they being mean the narcissist will end up being nice again complimenting you want to take you on a date making you feel so fucking good because you know when narcissists love bombing you it's almost like a a drug you know you you ever see like somebody's uh facebook or instagram live where it's like a whole bunch of hearts just heart 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 the whole stream whatever that's what a narcissist does does to you they love bomb you with, with a thousand million trillion hearts make you feel all juiced up and like just in love right and the same thing like I said it could be friendship it could be co-workers boss anybody 
but especially when you dating or married or in love with a narcissist this is what they do to you so after they dump you or get rid of you ghost you whatever they want you to feel good again because a narcissist is pretty much the puppet master and you are the puppet they want to manipulate you they want to they want to control your emotions and I always tell people when dealing with a narcissist it don't matter if you are responding to them in a positive way or responding to them in a negative way you can cuss them out go crazy dog I'm talking about dog them out in a conversation let them have it read them for blood but you might think that you tell like I'm gonna let him have it or I'm gonna let her have it I'm gonna get her peace of my mind but guess what any kind of emotions from a narcissist I'm sorry towards a narcissist is still attention to them so if you're going off on them they love that because it's still attention and if you praise them of course they they love that too because it's still attention so I always tell people uh, when you communicate with a narcissist not to um, don't do it just don't communicate with them because they they looking for that attention from you and that pretty much drains you but yeah so after all that it's the same thing love bomb devalue discard repeat love bomb devalue discard repeat and you will see people be married to somebody and the same thing keeps happening over and over again over and over again but what happens is the narcissist never changes but the person that you are changes like you see yourself walking on eggshells around a narcissist making sure you say the right words or make the right decisions or you know they pretty much change you and it takes some time for you to realize like oh my god i'm not the same person anymore and this is this is a real thing right um a narcissist like i said it's like a vampire they take the life out of you like let me tell you about some of my experience dealing with narcissists and let me tell you even from a friendship point of view I was friends with a female and actually our friendship didn't even last that long because in, in, the, in the very beginning we was super cool right she's always complimenting me uh telling me how nice I look you know and how like she like my vibes and how me and her get along good this and third and, and honestly we did we did click up click real good but I mean that could be with anybody with a narcissist like they are very charming they, they want people to like them in the, in the beginning they are very charming so it's easy to get sucked in even a person who is people smart like myself still can get sucked in right so she was super cool and everything like that but I noticed as not even that long as weeks passed I noticed how much she liked attention like when you go places like she wanted attention to be on her the conversation she wanted to try to like dominate it dominate it and make it seem like you know she know more people or she pretty much know more about it and it's like wow that's it's not that serious you know but you you notice that especially when she has an audience she will like show off more try to talk a certain way and act a certain way and also when you first meet a narcissist and they tell you about their past relationships even you know if it's just, just a friend a friend will tell you about well I ain't really got that many friends because of this because of that and it's like okay red flag because don't get me wrong you don't have to have friends to like 
to be quote unquote normal, but come on now. If you always get into it with people, that's 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 an issue. But this chick pretty much was talking about me behind my back and I don't even know why because it's like <laughs> I'm just gonna say this I'm better than her and and I mean I'm not, I'm not a narcissist I'm just saying like I have more education than her I have multiple businesses multiple talents multiple skills but I'm the most cool down-to-earth regular person loving caring person right and she on the other hand was telling me stories about how she set dudes up uh she was just scantless and as more and more time passed I'm like oh I need to be around this girl and I end up having a conversation with somebody and they was telling me some things that I pretty much confirmed and it's like everywhere I was going people were telling me like you hang with her you hang with her you hang with her I'm like to myself like she cool though like she cool with me you know what I mean but you know all of those things are red flags because don't get me wrong a person can have different interactions with somebody but if everybody's telling you something it ain't nothing you want to ignore you want to keep that in the back of your mind because lo and behold she did end up being like a fucked up person a user a clout chaser and i would say even quote unquote a hoe or you want to say a hoe because i don't know what a hoe is but a woman who was very promiscuous and she i can't never pronounce that word <laughs> promiscuous and she even told me that she had sex with one of her friends boyfriends for some money but it wasn't her first time doing it I can tell that but just hearing that I'm like okay if you feel so comfortable telling me that you did something with one of your very good friends boyfriends like it's okay and I'm supposed to be your friend so yeah my fallback game was strong from her but when she noticed that I was pretty much falling back from her and ignoring her she started turning turning into a stalker she's blowing my phone up texting me talk, she, she was like dang dang you know like mad because I was ignoring her and eventually turned to so you acting funny you acting funny like she's you could tell she's getting mad and it almost and, and then it eventually turned into a narcissistic rage she even went to, she even went to Facebook and started saying stuff on Facebook live about me but which me me being a person that I am I know better than that I ignored it because if I if I pretty much react to her or give her any kind of attention that's what she wants she, she wanted to make it seem like she victimized or like she arguing with me for attention and like I said before like I'm, I'm better than her so why would I stoop to her level like for no reason especially anyway so but I'm not gonna get too deep into that but in the end she did the same thing love bomb devalue but she devalued me behind my back though but when she see that I was trying to discard her she went and try to devalue me and discard me on Facebook Live, which I thought was so hilarious because I was thinking to myself, typical narcissist. <laughs> but yeah. And, um, but as far as the, like relationships and stuff, you know, when you're dealing with people, um, especially relationships, I always tell people, don't let a person know everything about you in the beginning. Like there's a word called stoic. S-T-O-I-C like being stoic means like you know to have some mystery to yourself right you can reply to questions people ask you without telling them the answer you know what I mean like especially nowadays people think it's so easy to just jump in your inbox or go to a dating website and like look at your pictures and think they know you right they look at your profile okay single divorce 
whatever, whatever, age, occupation, all of that. But like, okay, they're pretty much sizing you up. But before social media, people had to actually get to know you, whether it be on a date or just just multiple interactions, right? So I, I, I just say like with social media and with everything being so easy with communications, don't make it easy for a woman or a man to know everything about you, right? Little stuff, what's your favorite color, blah, 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 that's cool. But, you know, them knowing about your exes. See, a narcissist, like I said, is like a robot. They're not like a normal person. So everything you're telling them, they put it into their computer system in order to use it against you or to become the perfect mate for you why they love bombing you they want to be the perfect person for you so of course they want to know everything about you whatever kind of woman they think you want whatever kind of man man they think you want they will be that in the beginning perfect i mean perfect down to the t right but it's not real they're only going by what you telling them like so if you're telling them how your exes was and how they did you wrong and things you hated about them, they are going to make sure they don't do or say those things. They're going to be perfect for you. But why why is it important to be stoic? Because you are protecting yourself in the beginning from being vulnerable and a person knowing too much about you too soon, right? I'm not saying go around here being like stuck up, dry, and not, you know, communicating with somebody, but it's just saying like, take it slow and keep everything on a need to know basis. You know, a narcissist might want to know, well, what kind of work you do or you're trying to size you up for your occupation, but it's like, you could be mysterious and say, uh, well, I work in the hospital. And they can say, well, what, 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 what's your job title? And you can laugh it off and say, well, you, you'll know eventually right and any person who normal <laughs> and patient should have a problem with that because why is that so important where I work at if you want to get to know me then let time pass let's date properly let's take our time and you get to know what I do stick around because otherwise it's like why do you need to know so much information so soon but some people make themselves an open book completely to the point where it's, it don't work out in their favors, right? And I said, I said not to be vulnerable, but let me tell you, let me tell you what I feel about the word vulnerable. To be vulnerable means to be open, right? And I think that everybody should be vulnerable, and it, and it should not be guarded, because when you're guarded, that means that nothing can come in, right? But when you guard it, you think about a gate. Nothing, nothing can flow out either, though. So you need, you need to not be guarded because. You need things to be able to flow out that's bad and things that are good to be able to flow in. So it's not about being guarded. It's about being vulnerable and having healthy self-love, right? Because if you, if you practice self-love, I'm talking about true self-love, not, not somebody just saying, I love myself, I'm confident. Not that. I'm talking about true deep down self-love where you know that you worked on yourself, whether it be therapy, self-improvement, however it might be, truly healthy emotions truly healthy self-love and you're vulnerable that means you're open so that means whatever is good for you is going to be freely flowing to you because you're open for that and whatever is bad for you is going to freely flow out so i think that it's important for people to be 
vulnerable in a healthy way and to have a little mystery when they're dating, especially with a narcissist. Now, I can tell you another situation where I dated a professional athlete. He was retired, but, you know, he's a professional athlete. This dude loved by me. He's older than me. Told me everything that I wanted to hear. And, well, I, honestly, what he thought I wanted to hear, I'll say that. <laughs> what he thought I wanted to hear. And um, it was a long-distance relationship. But he was saying, like, when I was done with college, that we, we were, were going to get married. Now, I'm the kind of person that never, marriage was never on my bucket list. Like, never. I never planned a wedding. I never said, if I get married, this, then the third. The most I always said since I was a little girl, and I'm still kind of consistent with it, <laughs> is that if I get married, I want my husband and I to live in separate houses. Which I know that's not, you know, cool. But when I was younger, and up until more recently, I used to think that. But the narcissist told me that when I was done with school, he was going to get married. You know, I, I, it was long distance, so I went and saw him a couple of times. And one thing I know I noticed with narcissistic people or people who, yeah, I'm going to say narcissistic people. Some of them have a fast cycle where they love, bomb, devalue, discard, repeat. It might be within one day. It might be within a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple you know, every narcissist is not the same. But the narcissist that I dated, who was a retired football player, I would say that his narcissistic ways, because he's in his late 40s, he's he's older than me, in his late 40s. I would say that his narcissistic ways and his cycle was quick. It would be like within hours, he would love by me, then devalue me, then pretty much want to off me or get rid of me and you know, ignore me or whatever, and then be back love on me again. And that is so draining. Do you know how much, how emotionally, spiritually torturing that is to a person? Like, if you never dealt with a narcissist, it could be a narcissistic parent, a best friend, a lover, even a child. Your own child can do that to you. Make you feel like, you walking on eggshells because you don't know the next time where they're going to, you know, you're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing for them to discard you or devalue you and, and put them, put you through the pretty much toxic cycle of narcissism. It's just crazy. And even, I don't know. Yeah, people, people, I would say for like the last couple of years, people use the word narcissist for every little thing. Listen, a person can be an asshole. A person can be mean. A person can be blunt. And that does not make them a narcissist. And actually, based on the based on, on, the, on the mental health, uh, a true mental health diagnosis of a narcissist has to come from a psychologist, psychiatrist, a specialist, right? Mental health specialist but a person has to have at least five out of those nine traits like extremely like seriously have five out of the nine traits in order to be considered a narcissist but not just a narcissist though it's something called nar narcissistic personality disorder 
which means this person has a chronic, unhealthy, narcissistic personality, and it's never going to change. So when people call somebody a narcissist, you know, they have to learn that that's not a word to this, that they should really just throw around like every day, all day about people who just fucked up people, you know, understand the traits, understand how they behave, understand um, that they're not quote unquote normal. They're not healthy and pretty much to try to avoid them once you notice it as much as possible try to avoid a narcissist if you can and if you can't then there are some words in narcissism vocabulary terminology that they use one of them is called gray rock which means that if you have to communicate with a narcissist or you can't avoid talking to them then be like a rock be like a little gray rock and don't respond don't get them any kind of emotional response whether it be facial expressions body gestures don't get them no emotional expressions at all period and make your words dry make it make it to where where the narcissist feel like Ugh, mad because the narcissist want to get some kind of reaction out of you right like i said it could be good or bad but as soon as you break and cuss them out soon as you break and like go off on them or show emotional get mad and start yelling at them or just being emotional any kind of way in the back of their mind they're like yeah I got him or I got her and they, they're probably laughing out loud or laughing in their head at you like dummy so but I can go on and on but on another episode episode 6 in November I'm going to talk about narcissism the history of narcissism uh, where did it originate from uh, I'm going to go deeper into the traits and um, yeah we're going to talk more about it but you know I, I wanted to make this my first episode because I felt like this is a good introduction to the rest of my episodes because the world we live in today people are so ingenuine and super superficial like everybody wants to be famous everybody wants to be rich not everybody but i'm just saying i'm just saying everybody but not everybody you know but people don't just like you know i just feel like talent like real talent real skills real personalities aren't given the attention that they should versus somebody who thinks they're important that can get that kind of attention you know and it's like this world's kind of like thirsty for fame thirsty for success so you know dating somebody in today's world it can be it could be a narcissist versus a narcissist you know but like I said ladies gentlemen whoever listening never tell a person everything about you in the beginning and try not to allow yourself to move too fast now I will say some people naturally move fast and things do work out for them that's that's good for some people but if you find yourself in every relationship that you in whether it be with a woman or a man friendships or whatever but I'm speaking specifically on relationships that it's the same thing like things move fast you think the person is the one and then you find yourself being uncomfortable emotionally find yourself being like pretty much fucked over quickly or even as some, some time passed 
but you feel like you keep on going in the same unhealthy narcissistic cycle with women or with men practice loving yourself more practice being selfish in a good way to make sure that whatever you're attracting is only what you're feeling that you truly deserve like you truly deserve to be with somebody who genuinely want to connect with you genuinely can give back to you what you give to them then take your time like ain't no rush and even people who do practice self-love and confidence and being careful when dating people the narcissists are clever when it comes to manipulation but if you notice like little red flags you gotta pay attention to things and try not to move too fast red flags like for me even with the uh, retired football player who I dated his grandmother we visit his grandmother in his hometown his grandmother was hungry and we sat over there for three hours talking to her we first got there she said it was breakfast time it was about eight o'clock in the morning nine o'clock in the morning she said she was hungry so many times and I started to feel uncomfortable like the grandmother she had to be like 80 years old or maybe in her 70s probably 80 years old kept saying she was hungry and he just sat there calmly talking about everybody talking about the latest news in town is just as if she's not even saying she's hungry. Okay, that, it wasn't it wasn't a red flag at that at, at that very moment right there, but it made me feel uncomfortable. But the red flag came when we left, and she said, "Bye, it was nice seeing you." And I, even though I didn't get no breakfast and I'm hungry, this lady had to be like I said, in her late seventies or eighties, and she telling you she's hungry. She haven't seen you in a long time, and she's hungry. But the kicker that made the red flag even bigger and brighter and more red was we left her house to go to an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. And I said to myself, wow, this, this is not normal. <laughs> this is not, I'm laughing, but it's, I'm like, no, this is not normal, right? But that goes back to one of those, one of those traits I mentioned earlier. I mentioned the traits of a narcissist not having true empathy and pretty much everything they do is for their own selfish selfish um you know self-fulfillment I would say whatever for their own selfish wants and needs and desire make them feel good so your grandma's starving but we had all you can eat but breakfast buffet and, and you rich and you got money and you got resources and the whole city town know who you are it was just like, okay. I don't know. It's, it's, it's always so many red flags on narcissists. But they, they are liars. They lie about everything. And they they will only do to you what you allow for them to do. And that's true for anybody, but especially the narcissists. Like, they know how to play you. And it's, it's like you pretty much set the standards to, okay, she gonna let me do this. He gonna let me do this. I only can go go this far with this person you know they always, they always testing you always testing you testing testing how you react to things you know just pretty much not not good for you at all and I feel like when a person has dated a narcissist 
or been in a long-term relationship with a narcissist, whether it be friendship or, like I said, I'm really talking about relationships mostly. Being married or into a relationship with a narcissist, it don't even have to be for a long time. It could be a short period of time. They will destroy a piece of you that you will have to, hopefully, you can heal from it. Because one, one thing people don't know with narcissism, and this is true, Many victims of narcissism suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, you have to literally find yourself again after dealing with a narcissist. If that's even possible. It, and, and it is. It is. Depending on the damage that was done. It's, it's, it's possible. But sometimes it's not. So, so, sometimes some people will never be themselves again and never be able to date in a healthy, normal, quote-unquote normal relationship again at the little narcissist because they might have too many trust and fear issues which was why I say therapy is very important even if you dealing with a narcissist still therapy might be the medicine to help you get away I'll say get away because you know a person can tell you girl you need to leave him or bro she ain't no good and you know the person ain't no good. You know the person make you feel like shit. You know the person have you walking on eggshells all day, every day. Making sure you be careful what you say and what you do. And it's just like always wondering when the next blow up going to be or when the next time they going to love bomb you make you feel good. It's literally an emotional roller coaster. But no matter how many people tell you to leave a person, it's hard. It can be hard to leave a narcissist because they are very manipulative and they control your emotions very good based on the program that you gave them the program that the robot narcissist downloaded from you from when they first met you and love bombed you that's how they get their playbook they get their playbook in the very beginning based on how you respond to what they say and what they do and how you move they already know in the beginning if they're gonna take it further with you but a narcissist that's real close to me told me that people like him, which he's a self-proclaimed narcissist, he said people like him want to find the strongest and best woman and break her down. And he want to be in control of her emotions. He want to be in control of how she feels. And that's, what, that's pretty much how they are. It's like with a narcissist, it's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. If you be nice to them, this is after, you know, the love bombs, love bombing um, phase. If you be nice to them, eventually they're going to hate that too and talk about that and criticize that. But if you be mean to them, they're going to do the same thing. So it's like, you don't know when to be nice, when to be mean. you just always confused, wondering, how should I be? How can I make this person happy? It's nothing you can say or do. You can go to the moon and back. You can get this person a world. You can get them. You can do everything perfectly like you think they want They want you to. But it's always going to be something a narcissist can put down. They always got a bag of tricks for you. A narcissist always has a bag of tricks for you. So, in order to outsmart the narcissist, you have to dig deep within yourself. Look in the mirror and say you deserve better I love you 
we gonna get out of this or you know what look in the mirror and say I love you it's gonna get better we are going to move on we are going to have a healthy fresh start we are going to have healthy relationships we are going to protect ourselves from anyone or anything that is not beneficial to us and just keep saying it every single day and keep practicing self-awareness and self-worth self-awareness is so important because some people so many people are just existing day to day and not even knowing like dang I'm I'm a real person you know you gotta look in the mirror sometimes and just say your name like you know Tasha 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 I love you Tasha just like when you walking around in a grocery store <laughs> maybe you probably don't want to do that in public though say your name out loud in public but Every now and then, when you're in the comfort of your home, just say your name out loud once a day to remind yourself that you are a real person with real feelings and a real connection in this world. Don't just be existing. Don't just be letting people pull your strings, you know, like you're a puppet. You count, like you matter. So it's not right what narcissists do to us. But we literally have the control, the true control come from us. And that's by completely cutting them off. Or minimizing, minimizing the communication with them if possible. Because really, you the shit, you know? You are the shit, not the narcissist. The narcissist is jealous of you. Jealous because you can smile, you can laugh, you can cry. You have real emotions people like you for real you know and they don't know how to have true human interactions they are jealous of you and your success jealous of you and your goals and your ambitions like the nerves of you to be normal right so unless the narcissist can put their name on it and say that I helped him do this I helped her do this you was nothing without me or whatever the case might be then they don't want to be a part of your story if they can't control it or make themselves look better in it. But it's something called an empath and people who are empathetic. Narcissists prey on. People who are very forgiving. People who are very vulnerable in a not so healthy way. People who are always being so helpful, loving, positive, cheering, the narcissist gravitate to to manipulate and use but deep down inside the narcissist hates despise Ugh. those people who are sweet loving caring normal healthy emotional people narcissists hate but you will see when time passes how you thought you couldn't get away from that person whether it be a narcissistic lover, narcissistic friend, narcissistic boss at work, narcissistic parents or family members, cut their ass off. <laughs> it might not be easy, but in time, you will have like so many bricks 
lifted off your stomach and your back you'll be able to take a full deep breath and actually take a lot of deep breaths and just feel good like a sigh of relief and I know it's not gonna be easy it's not easy for everybody some it is but for those who it's not easy for understand that a narcissist in my opinion and this might be this might even be a true medical opinion is like a pedophile they cannot be cured there is no cure for narcissism there is no cure for pedophilia these are sicknesses you know mental illnesses so I hope you enjoy this discussion and I wish you the best I hope you enjoyed this podcast bye cousins hello hey cuz girl you need to come over here I got something to tell you come over my house come over now Hello. Hey, cuz, girl, you need to come over here. I got something to tell you. Come over my house. Come over now.